Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking with Meredith on ways to help motivate others to exercise. You yourself may exercise, but you want to help others to get going. Are you ready to talk about this, Meredith? I'm ready. All right. We'll see you folks on the inside. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us on the Senior Fitness Podcast with Meredith. We really, really, really appreciate you being here today, checking out this episode. We've got a fun topic to talk about, uh, something that I think we think about from time to time, especially when we think about our loved ones or friends or family. Um, but before we, we dive into that topic, just want to send a friendly reminder to visit us at www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com. Our website where we have all of our curated content there for you, including these podcasts, as well as all of our workout videos, uh, all of our motivational series, a great audio series to help motivate you get moving. We also have our, uh, our live stream videos that's all there for you to check out and an opportunity, opportunity for you to sign up for our newsletter there where we will send out all of our latest content to you every week to help keep you updated. We like to put out things, uh, our best content every week. So that newsletter will help keep you up to date with where we are. And last but not least, check out that custom seven-day workout plan that you see on our website. Uh, basically a custom workout plan put together for you by Meredith herself, uh, basically tailored to your needs to kind of help you get structured, if you're looking for that structure, if you're looking for the best workouts for you to do based on your physical limitations or whatever you have, check that custom seven-day plan out, and uh, we might be able to help you out in that that area. So, um, so yeah. So today's episode, we're talking about how do you go about motivating other people to embrace health and fitness or exercise, mm, right? Right, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, you may be someone who exercises regularly. You you know the benefits, but uh, Meredith, what what is your experience in, you know, emails we get or comments we mm -hmm. get or people that you've talked or worked with and, and, and their experience with the struggles that they have in, say, motivating close friends or family or loved ones? Right. Um, it seems like a constant question that we get, and I've gotten it um, in person when I've worked with people, as well as what we will get um, via email, et cetera, is just people saying, how do I go about trying to get my spouse, my partner, my friend to, um, most of the time it's spouse or partner, to work out along with me? Um, I think once someone, like you said, once we feel the benefits of it. We really want to share that. Um, mm -hmm. We want the people around us to have the best quality of life because maybe now we're starting to feel that uh, those endorphins are working. We're feeling better about ourselves. We're able to do more. Um, and we, we want to share that feeling. So we do get that question a lot from a lot of people. How do I do mm -hmm. it? Um, mm -hmm. There's not a single answer to it. That's That's going to be the the takeaway from this, um, we can give you lots of tips, <laughs> but everyone is so different. Um, it's going to take different motivators for them to do it if they ever choose to really. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, we, I, I think we get a lot of different people saying, what should I do? How should I do it? And then we've also gotten a lot of emails and feedback saying, my husband and I work out together. My wife and I do these workouts and love them together. And I love that because I think 
not only are they sharing in on an experience that they can then talk about um, and have dialogue about and and they're working their bodies and their brains together. Um, they're showing that they want to be healthy and well for one another. I think it's just mm-hmm. a beautiful thing when when people who are together um, work out with each other. So I love when we get those those comments as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to see that. It's great to see that people are embracing exercise together. Um, but let's, let's look at that dynamic that you brought up because we do get a lot of emails and, and comments about this. It's, you know, what motivates someone to say you're a husband and wife, you know, right? Um, what motivates one person to re- exercise regularly and then the other person to not embrace that. Exactly. What's that dynamic like? <laughs> you know, why do we see that? A lot? I know. I think because a lot of times if you've worked out your whole life, you continue to work out. Um, it's just what we do, right? Um, mm-hmm. I will use my parents as an example. Let them listen to this one and go, hey, wait a minute. But uh, <laughs> my mom has always worked out and she's just a workout person. She feels better when she does it. She She knows it's helping her. Um, right now and long term. And it's just kind of like a mental, you know, thing for her to help her clear her mind really when she does her exercise. Whereas my dad is, um, he went through a couple of bouts of trying to work out in the past, but it's just, it wasn't for him, I guess he would say. Um, he just didn't get any real satisfaction from it. Um, he was a workaholic, mm-hmm. so he worked out, <laughs> um, but he didn't ever want to do structured exercise. And they just, mm-hmm. you know, that's how it goes sometimes. Try to get him to go for walks, try and get him to do exercise. But if it's just not, like I said in the beginning, the big takeaway is going to be, it really depends on the other person. Um, if If someone doesn't want to do it, obviously we can't force them to do it. But there Mm -hmm. are couples that one, which I think is great, don't stop doing what you love to do. So if you love to work out, don't let the person who doesn't work out be the one to drag you down and stop you from staying active. Right, right. (laughs) And it's it's really touchy. It's a touch and go subject when you talk about (laughs) one spouse is very active in exercise and the other one maybe is not doesn't exercise at all. Uh How do you go about like addressing it? You know, uh, is it even a thing where you feel like you can say, Hey, you know, what's the best way to do that without hurting someone's feelings, without saying, you know, being bossy without even, even to the point where you have to accept the fact that they just may not want to want to work out. Exactly. I mean, that's what you have to come down to. You have to know that for some people, no matter what you say, in the sweetest, nicest way, hey, let's go, you, you want to join me while I do this stretching workout or whatever, and that may come across as too pushy to them. You know, they may mm-hmm. say, ah, why are you trying to make me do this? I don't want to do this. You're like, all I was doing was trying to suggest it. And I've, I've run across that many times when I've um, worked in different communities and say, why don't you come and join a, a class? You know, we're going to be doing posture and balance workout, whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. I can't do that. I don't want to do that. I, 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 I don't like putting on workout clothes. I don't like getting sweaty. And no matter what I said to them, it's not a strenuous workout. You don't have to change your clothes. You won't get sweaty. 
it's still, there was an excuse that was always given to me as to why they couldn't do it and didn't want to do it. So, mm -hmm. um, that there's, you're just going to find that with some people. Um, mm -hmm. and you can suggest all you want and keep on trying because one day maybe they'll say, you know, I'm watching that person and they seem really happy and really, you know, healthier after they've been working out for this amount of time. So maybe I will try it. You never know. So why don't stop? Maybe keep trying. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, like you said, there are, it's just going to be, um, this, everybody's their own mind, right? And we have to accept that. So no matter how nicely you say it, it might come across as mean. Um, but keep trying. Why not? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear, oh, you think I'm fat, that kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> you think I need to work out? You think I'm fat? You think I, yeah. I'm unhealthy? You think, yeah. Yeah. The dynamic, it's pretty, it's a, it's hard to navigate, especially if someone has never really embraced exercise or right. worked out. Um, if you've never experienced that somewhat, they call that, you know, that high you get from feeling good from exercising. Right. It's, it's kind of hard, right? To convince someone that this is good for you. Yeah, definitely. It's hard to get someone to actually believe it if they haven't felt that yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So as far as say motivating someone who doesn't really see, get a lot of physical activities, not very mobile, um, how can one go about finding the right activity? Because, you know, you can't tell someone say, okay, give me 10 burpees right now. Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, is it good to maybe say, start off with trying to maybe trick someone into taking a walk with them, you know? Yeah. I mean, you could start as basic as just asking someone to go for a walk, um, whether it's outside, if you have a walking track in a community that you're in going on that together, um, letting them kind of dictate the pace that you go at. If you are working, if you're walking or something, um, let them be the guide in a way. Um, and then as they get more comfortable and they want to do it more often, then you, um, as a novice can start kind of leading them and, and pushing them a little bit and letting them keep up with you. Um, mm -hmm. but starting with, with really basic, slow and steady, right. Um, beginner workouts, really light weights, or just have them do range of motion. Mm -hmm. the thing is when someone first starts working out, if they're really sore after a workout, they said, see, uh, I knew I'd feel like this. I feel worse. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then it deters them from wanting to do it again. Cause we don't, I shouldn't say we, I don't mind it. I like when I'm a little sore cause it lets me see where I'm lacking and where I haven't been working out enough. A lot of people don't like feeling sore though. <laughs> um, because yeah. it doesn't feel good and it just adds to other ailments or pains that we're having through the day. So, um, yeah, trying to keep someone, at that really slow beginner level um, for a while until you can kind of get them in the groove. And then a lot of times I've seen people who never did I ever think they would work out. They start working out. They do start liking how it feels. They want to then push themselves. Um, so they want to do more intense workouts. They want to add more weight to their workouts, et cetera. So kind of mm -hmm. letting someone, again, being the guide, not only in um, the pace that you're going, 
with them, but, um, in the type of workout intensity that they're doing too. Hi everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Mm -hmm. So it's not a good idea to just start (laughs) exercising in front of them and and doing your push-ups and your sit-ups and go, hey, you could be like me. Right. No, probably not. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You could, and they might laugh at you, but no. (laughs) And then walk the other way, and then they won't want to work out with you. (laughs) Yeah. No, we we hope um, that, again, someone, a loved one, especially when we want, we we want so much, right, for someone that we really care about to feel as good as we feel from exercise and from mm-hmm. eating well. Um, I think that's the main thing we're trying to to let others know and, and wish for them, that they could feel that. And then, of course, it can become a selfish thing, and we want our loved ones to stay healthy so we can be together longer. Um Right. And that's that's a beautiful thing. But we have to, again, going back to the same thing, I know I've already said it 10 times, but we have to remember that not everybody thinks the way that we do. Not everybody gets that feeling that we do from eating well and from doing exercise. So we just have to, to also remember that. But again, don't stop. Don't stop trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um, from your experience in, in working with people who are, say, just starting out or are taking a chance, you know, saying, yeah, all right, I'm yeah. going to try this. Um, do you find that, is it, do group classes work better or or do like one-on-one training works better for people who are still not sure, you know, right. not sold yet, but on the fence? Um, that's a, 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 probably would be a personal preference. A lot of times people think that if I can't do it, I don't want to go into a group environment and look like the one person in the room that can't do it, which is the farthest thing from the truth, because Mm -hmm. there are so many different levels in every different level um, group fitness class out there. Um, I would have people come just to watch workouts Mm -hmm. so they would feel Mm -hmm. comfortable first. And as I was watching them watch, they would start doing range of motion because you get oh. into it. You feed off the energy of the other people that are in the room. So that's why group fitness is, there's your good part of it. You feed off the energy, but a lot of people who are beginners don't want to do it because they're afraid they're going to look like they can't do it. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, not true <laughs> because there are so many different people in the room doing 
workouts either by yourself or with a personal trainer, if you're doing them by yourself, you have to self-guide. You have to kind of know what you're doing. So mm -hmm. a lot of times people try and do workouts on their own. They get very lost and they give up because they think this isn't doing anything. I don't even know what to do. Or if you have a personal trainer and you're paying a lot of money, instantaneous results don't happen. And when those don't happen, because that's not the way it works, you think, why am I spending all this money? It's not doing anything. So right. um, it really, it just depends on the personality and the person and what you're looking for from your workouts. I love group fitness. Um, like I said, because I think an energy in a room, whether it's a group of two to 30 or more, um, you, you'll learn something about yourself, but you'll learn from the people around you and you'll be able to feed off one another and, and you just feel kind of happy and excited from that social experience as well as the physical that you get mm -hmm. to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and being in a group setting obviously has its advantages. Um, but do you think that for people who don't want to work out, who don't want to exercise, and this isn't for everybody, obviously right. not, it's not going to feel this way, but do you think that there is an element of say when your spouse or someone, you know, really closely, you know, they're really fit, they're really into exercise and you're not, is there like a, a hint of intimidation or oh, a hint of fear that yes. I'm going to get, you know, I'm just not going to be, you know, I'm just not going to be able to do what they're asking me to do. Yes. You know? Oh, I think big time. I think there's that fear, like you said, of not being able to do it, but feeling like I'll never be able to do half of what they do. So why even bother starting now? Why even bother? It's right, almost right. an embarrassment, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then when someone says, oh, you're with them. Wow. They're really good. And they can do this and that. And you're like, oh, I can't do anything when of yeah. course you can, but you're thinking you can't. Um, yeah. I think there's a huge intimidation factor for males mm -hmm. and females uh, when it comes to, to working out with someone else who works out regularly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that when no one likes to work out with someone who's so extremely fit than you that right. they are making, <laughs> yeah, making you look like you're like, not yeah. doing anything. Right. Well, here's your little dumbbells. I'm going to go down there and get, you know, 50 more pounds. Yeah. You're like, Oh, okay. You know, yeah. but they had to start there too. And, mm -hmm. um, everyone started as a nothing. They couldn't do it in their heads mm -hmm. until they could. Um, you know, you don't start by running 25 miles. You start mm -hmm. with running a hundred yards <laughs> and mm -hmm. then you add to it. Um, that's yeah. just how we are. But we, when we see people at the pinnacle or what we feel as if they're at the height of being, um, physically fit, we think we'll never be able to get there when we can, mm -hmm. we just have to give it again. It's that time thing when we want instantaneous, it doesn't work that way. So, yeah, it's, it, do you think, it's hard. Yeah. Do you think it's easy for someone who is very active regularly, um, has been exercising, say, for a long time, do you think it's easy for that person to get their mindset into the same set, set of, you know, mind state of someone who hasn't been exercising for a long time? So you really want to help your spouse or your right. close family member, but you, you, you know, if you approach it from the fact that from your own standpoint, is it difficult to to get to motivate them? For some people, uh, or is it, you yeah, know, is it, think, how do you get into that mindset? Exactly. I think for some people it is because I know I know a lot of people who go, how can you not work out? 
how can you not want to be healthier? How can mm-hmm. you not? And they, they, because they are, they think everyone should, um, which I think is silly because we're not all the same. We're not all, we're not all wired the same. It doesn't matter, um, to them as much mm-hmm. as it does to you, you know, when something else must really matter to them probably then you would care less about, um, mm-hmm. and physical fitness and, and, uh, health and wellness may be on the very back burner for other people. So it is funny when I hear people say, I can't believe that person um, doesn't want to work out. And Mm -hmm. it would be very difficult for that type of person, (laughs) that personality type to work with someone who's a beginner and try and go down to their level, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and teach them from the beginning how to do it slowly and carefully and safely um, when they are go, go, go type of, of workout person. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that kind of personality or someone who can empathize with someone like that, you know, those make good trainers, they make oh, good definitely. motivators. Yes. And a lot of us who have been through it before, who have been through ups and downs or um, gained weight and had to lose it or didn't have to, but struggled to lose it. Um, things like that, who've had different emotional mental times where they didn't want to do it, but they pushed through and they worked out that type of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. where you're not a beginner once when you just start You're a beginner many, many times throughout your life. Those are probably the best people to work with those who are beginning for the first time, whether they're 10 years old or, 85 years old. Um, it's the same mm-hmm. thing. It's starting slow in order for it to become a part of someone's daily life, letting mm-hmm. them lead the way, letting them feel the benefits from it, reap the benefits, and then make it a lifelong thing. Even at 85, we want lifelong because that life doesn't end right then. So, yeah. yeah. So what, you know, you've given out some really great tips. Uh, hopefully, you know, if, if you're someone out there listening, hopefully this has really helped you. What's the main takeaway here? What's the main takeaway from, for someone who really wants to help a loved one or a close friend or family get healthy? And what do we do when we just know that it's not working? <laughs> uh, the main takeaway is everyone's going to have their own personality with it and to keep trying and to really make it a point to let someone know how you feel when you do your workouts, whether it's just going for a walk outside for five minutes or doing a 25 minute um, all seated hit workout with dumbbells or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. There's a wide array of different workouts they can do. Trying to gear them or, or, or um, hone them into what is beginner and what could be best for them. Even just say, Hey, why don't you watch one of these workouts with me one day? I can do it. And if you feel like joining in, you can join in too. Um, have Mm -hmm. it. So you're, it's a shared experience, whether they're doing the physical part of it or not, they might want to join in after that. And if they don't, you can keep on trying, but you can't fault them and you can't fault yourself because at least you tried Um, Mm -hmm. and if someone doesn't want to do physical activity, um, you can't make them all the time. So, uh, you just have to be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I Mm -hmm. think that we would, would be a hard time to deal with, but 
you know, number one is that these people are close to you and, and, and if you respect their space and the way that they want to live their life, that really sounds like what you're saying. It ultimately comes down to that. Right. Um, you can try to lead by example and push a little bit, but mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're right. I mean, people will kind of essentially do what they think is best for them. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Well, if you are someone out there who is in this situation, hopefully this podcast has kind of helped you now help you navigate that challenge of trying to introduce a loved one or someone close to exercise so they get to feel the benefits that you do and what and what you can do if it just is not going to work. Um, and that's OK, too. Yeah. So um, definitely share your experiences with us. We'd love to hear from you on Facebook or email us. We'd, we'd love to hear your your stories on how this is how this plays out in your life. So mm -hmm. um, don't forget to visit us at www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com. Check out our website. Check out all the content we got there and sign up for that newsletter so we mm -hmm. can send you our latest and greatest every week. And we will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. It's time to rethink. Renew and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather, the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.